Good morning, good morning, authors, writers, readers, listeners of this podcast. Today is Trash Pickup Day. So as I'm cleaning out my fridge and freezer, something I should have did last night because I knew they usually come, the truck usually comes around early in the morning. So I'm like trying to rush and get everything. My whole counter is cluttered with stuff. Like I I thought I tried to change the I tried to change the way that I grocery shop, but it's it's really like it's to the point where now I have no choice but to change. Like I buy stuff and don't even realize it's already in the fridge, unopened, never used. Like, and it's just me living here. It's just me. So I have to change I definitely have to change my living habits. But I only get like this when I'm starting a new story. Like all of a sudden it's gotta be a new me, different me, new personality, new new mood, new energy, new story. So I finally have a story that I think I like that I'm attached to. So hopefully we can get started on that. But on this podcast, I was gonna, it was a a neat suggestion to talk about, um, I guess, how I became an author, the journey of how I became an author, or just the technicalities behind it. So I think this little mini series probably shouldn't stretch no more than two or three episodes. I'm just going to talk about what happens after I publish a book. And I'll speak about it. I'll, I'm speaking about it from an indie perspective, but I'm going to try to compare it from a publisher's, a published, like an author being under a publisher's point of view. But it's all, it's, all, it's different. So authors that are listening and you're like, no, that's not how it goes. You know that? Well, you guys make your own goddamn podcast and you tell it, okay? I'm just... I just do it from just getting this information from people I've heard, from actual publishers I've probably talked to, and I'll speak about indie perspective versus being signed versus being in a bookstore, like an actual chain bookstore, like Walmart, books, you know, Books a Million, uh, Barnes and Noble. I was going to say uh, Borders. Ooh, God, <clears throat> that was a way better bookstore than Barnes and Noble's. God, that was such a better bookstore. But yeah, so that will be what this episode is talking about. Starting from the moment your book is finished. First time author, you wrote a book, you finished a novel, now what? So you finish your novel, you finish writing it, you type the end, and now what? Now what do you do? Which route do you take? Do you take the I'm going to do it myself? indie route or do you take I want the title of being signed to a publisher a prestige company I am this I have author mates and pen mates and I have help and I don't have to do this on my own you know I just want to focus on the story I don't want to have to focus on anything else and get published so which route do you take so after your story is finished let's say you need to get it edited last minute edits um, if you were indie route, if you went the indie route like I did, like when I started, I pretty much self-edited like for a while. And then I kind of transitioned into, which is bad. I never recommend self-editing because what you, you've been staring at the same story for months, maybe years. You're not going to catch all the mistakes that someone else with a fresh pair of eyes would catch. You're not going to catch it because you already know how it's supposed to read. What you're reading in your head is probably not what's actually on the paper. So you're not seeing everything. Um, so I, I self-edited, not going to lie, I did, until you can find, afford an editor. 
Um, and it's not hard to find one these days because it's COVID, pandemic. Nobody's doing anything. Everybody's trying something different. You can find an editor if you wanted to. Just you got to be in that circle, that whole networking circle. Or you can use a trusted friend, someone that like, hey, you want to look this over? Tell me. So I, I, I also use that. I use someone I knew I was cool with. She's cool with reading my stuff because normally I don't let friends read my stuff. But it was like, hmm, hmm, hey, here, you want to read this? Let me know. Catch some of these mistakes. But she was so busy reading it that she didn't catch the mistakes either. But I didn't care. I just wanted the story out there. Never take that attitude, obviously. So self-edit, trusted friend until you can afford an editor. Or there are a lot of readers turned editors. There's a lot of readers, no shade to readers, but there are a lot of readers that want to become editors. So they, you can always find them too. Like they could be good. They could be the best thing. They can be, you know, some readers probably just get sick of seeing the same grammar, you know, grammatical mistakes and errors. So they're like, you know what, let me edit these books. So you can find those too. And they probably do it for cheap too, because they're not professional. They're not, you know, actual professional, real editors. You know, they are just a trusted reader. Now, if you go the publisher route, the publisher is supposed to take care of that for you. They are not, you just turn the book in. You, you can either, I've seen it done as turn the book in, they take care of it. Or you turn the book in, you get the editor that you want to use, and you just hand them, you know, the the publisher has to pay them. Like, hey, I want you to edit this book, and the publisher is going to pay you. So, but normally publishers running a company, they have a trusted editor that they use for all their authors. So you wouldn't have to worry about that at all. Now, as far as book covers, indie, again, that's something you have to figure out on your own. You get to come up with the concept. You get to come up with, you know, do you want a man and a woman? I, I was told that having a man and a woman, a couple on the cover sells more. So that's why I'm, 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 so I'm assuming everyone listening to this is coming from an urban fiction background or a majority of you guys are probably black readers, writers or authors. Although I do have some people that listen in from Peru, which is random as fuck, but hey guys. So, hola. But um, I think if you use, if you if you do a book cover, if you want to do a book cover indie route, you can either, you, there's so many websites, so many freelancing websites. Like I use Upwork.com for my book covers. I always put out, hey, I'm looking for this concept. I need someone to draw it. I need someone to put it together. But then you can find so many graphic designers on Facebook, graphic artists. Like, you can find them anywhere and everywhere. So they can come up with a book cover. And they have pre-made book covers already for as little as, like, $5. 5 to $10 on Fiverr.com. So you can find this. The internet is yours. The world is yours at the click of a button for a book cover. It doesn't even matter. You can find them already. Now, again, that's just for the indie route. You come up with the concept, you come, you have to pay for it out of pocket. You have to do pretty much everything that involves this story, including write it. Now, if you sign to a publisher, I it's my understanding that you may have an you may have a say in the book cover. Some authors have a say in the book covers that they choose. Like um 
like let's say let's say a publisher has 10 authors on their roster typically the more popular you are the more money you make that publisher from my understanding the more you know freedom you get to do as you please so if you want to be like if you're an author making boom you know this is my buku amount of money for this publisher you're like you know what I don't like this cover for that. I want to get this cover. And so the publisher's going to be like, done. Whatever you want, baby girl, done. Now, if you're starting out new, the publisher is going to give you that spiel like, hey, um, I know what works best. I'm telling you, this is going to sell. You know, you got to you gotta do this. You have to do it this way. You got to put this on there. Like when the Carter Boys was republished, I did not like the book. I still don't like the book cover. I think it was tacky. I think it was, I just... I just, whatever. I didn't like it. There was no creative, no creativity behind it. Just slap a girl on there, slap some money and some blood stains on the dollar bill. Like it, I just, I don't like any of the book cover, uh, Carter boy book covers, unless it's the ones that I've done, uh, that I chose like the artists or whatever. So like the, for the first cover for the Carter boys, I found an off an art, an artist on um, Instagram and I DM'd her like, Hey, you know, did I DM her? Did they have DMs back then? I don't know if they... Oh, no. She had an email in her bio. She had an email in her bio. So I emailed her. I'm like, hey, have you ever thought about drawing for a book? I need a book cover and I love the way you draw. Da, 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 da. So I needed her for the for Love of ATL and for the Carter Boys. So when they... When I got... When I sell... When I pretty much like gave up Carter Boys to a publisher, everything had to be redone. Like... No, we got to put this kind of cover on here because it's going to sell. Same exact story, but the cover changed to whatever it is now. And it was right. Readers loved it. Same story that's been out for over a year. Put it up there with a new cover and readers acting like it was like pure gold. Same exact story. So, yeah, I didn't care for it, but he was right that they like the glitz and glam, the cars, the gun. The, the whole urban fiction vibe, the whole urban fiction look, you know. So, yeah, the publisher takes care of that book cover and they will probably give you that spiel like, hey, this is what's going to work best. I know you may, it may not make sense for your story. I know you're the leading girl in your story is light skin, but we're going to put a dark skin girl on the cover. Or, hey, I know the girl in your story is this, but we're going to throw some lingerie on this girl and have a guy standing in the background with a gun, even though it has nothing to do with the story. It's all about attracting the readers. So this is what the publisher will tell you. That's as far as book covers go. So if that sounds good and you're like, you know what? I think I want to sign to a publisher. So now the requirements are, it's tricky because I don't know. It's, it's I feel like it's different for every publisher. And I'm strictly, strictly speaking on just your, your ebook publishers. Because if you want to go the traditional route, you would need a literary agent. And then they that's when they take care. They shop your story around for you. But that's a whole other, that's a whole other ballpark. A lot of you guys are listening because y'all read ebooks and Kindle and stuff off of Kindle. Y'all are not going to bookstores to get actual books anymore. So if you want to sign to a publisher, some of them require um some of you, some of them require like the first three chapters, the first two chapters. The font size has to be maybe twelve points, or 
the you know the actual font it has maybe times new roman like it's some of them are very particular about how it's supposed to look others they don't care there's a lot of them that don't care they just want to know if you can write if you can read and write and that's it they'll sign you cuz they can dress you up how they want to dress you up and they can make their money so I want to say, and every so often you catch on Facebook, um, publishers are always looking for new authors to sign. Like if I was to sign, if I was to have a publishing company, and I always already thought about this, I already have the name and everything, but I just don't, I'm so particular about other people and their writing. I'm so particular about writing in general that it's, I don't think anybody would ever satisfy what I'm actually looking for as far as storytelling goes. But I'm also a movie snob, so... That's neither here or there. If I was to have a publishing company, the things I would require, I would want, and it's probably not traditional, I would want the first two chapters, the first two chapters. And if the story is finished, I would like the last chapter because that is how I read books. I, I, Anytime I go to the bookstore, I read the last few pages to see how it ends. And then I'll breeze over the first few pages to see what's like it how does it pick up if it does it catch my attention like is it is it too paragraphy is it too dialogue is it too much you know I'm particular about that stuff I don't like slow starting books but if the ending looks good I'm like okay let me go ahead and take a look at this so I would prefer to have the first two chapters and if the story is completed then you know the last then I would like the last chapter um I would require it to already be edited already, at least what you're sending me. If it's if the story's completed, I would probably have it. I would require it to be edited already, or edited to the best of your abilities. And then a little bit about yourself, blah blah blah. How long you've been writing? Some authors require like a little bio, like how long you've been writing. What is something about you? Want 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 this and that. Why do you want to become an author? Some it's some it's like an interview on paper kind of thing. And if you don't hear back from them typically that means you are not going to be offered a contract. And if you do hear back from them, then that's when the contract negotiations begin. But like I said, there are stories where people turn in their stuff to publishers and they don't hear back from them only to find out that their story has been published. Their idea was, was taken and it's been published. So I would also be careful about that. Please make sure whatever you're writing is copyrighted, you know, so you can sue the fuck out of them. Now, contract negotiations, this has nothing to do with indie authors. Indie, our contracts are loosely related more more towards Amazon. There are some publishers that do the 40-60 route. They get, um, they either get 40% or 60% or you get 60%, they get 40%. It just depends. Um, Some do 50-50. And then some do half, some do less than that. Some some publishers only take like 25%. It just depends on who you're dealing with. There are some that give out advances, but an advance is just strictly a loan. I've never received advance an advance, although <laughs> supposed to with the Carter Boys being in bookstores, but that's another story. That's another great story about the biggest scam on a work in the world being in bookstores. But that's another podcast for another day. So I think uh, if you want to do, you, I would suggest getting a lawyer, literary lawyer, somebody entertainment, however you want to, however you want to dress up that lawyer, you need someone to look over that contract because there are things in there that will probably say, Hey, 
if you decide to leave us, we still own your shit. We can still put it out. You know, there are some uh, publishers that say, hey, let's sign. Uh, that's my dog. If you hear footsteps or nails tapping on the wood, I really got to get some rugs in this house. There are some publishers that'll say, hey, let's sign a two book deal, a three book deal. I've known authors to do a nine book deal, which is insane. I can't even imagine giving up nine stories to a publisher. Could not even imagine. And then once that contract is slowly coming up to coming to an end, they'll come at you again like, hey, I can up your advance. I can give you more money if you sign three more books, five more books. Let's say, you know, 15 books. Sign a 15 book contract and here's $10,000. How does that sound? That $10,000 more than likely is going to come out your pay. Uh, so there are authors that are probably, they probably balling off this $10,000 advance, $5,000 advance, even a thousand dollar advance. You never know. Whereas being indie, you are pretty much, matter of fact, let me see if I can pull it up. Cause I can tell you exactly what Amazon cuts, takes a cut of. Whereas the publisher, they got to take their cut of, you got to pay back for the editing services. You have to pay back for the book covers, which when they say, oh, you know, this, I'm charging you for the book. Them book covers shouldn't be no more than, you can find some nice book covers for under however many dollars, you know. Let's see, KDP, I'm going to tell you exactly what Amazon takes a cut of. And also Amazon gives bonuses. So I don't, you know, just in case if guys don't know that, if uh, writers don't know that, they give bonuses. Not every, not so often, but you have to meet like a certain type of criteria. You get a $1,000 bonus, $5,000 bonus, $500 bonus. So Amazon, you can have the choice of getting, let's say... 35% of your royalty if it's like less than, hold on, let's see. Let's say if I, right now, Skyfall is $7.99. If I put in 99 cents, if I do two, if I do two ninety nine, 35%, I, my royalty would be a dollar and five cents. Now, if they did 70%, it would be a dollar and ninety-five cents. So my book is at seven ninety-nine. My royalty is two dollars and eighty cents at thirty-five percent cut, and at seventy percent, it would be five dollars and forty-one cents. And you can only put price your books from two ninety-nine to nine ninety-nine. That's the price range. You can't. I mean, maybe you can go above, but I guess they kind of do it based off. Uh, Maggie, get out of here. Damn dogs. Damn dogs. <laughs> Hold on, you guys. Sorry about that. Okay, there we go. So, yeah. It's either way money's being cut from somewhere. Now, the way Amazon does it, if you sign, if you agree to do Kindle Unlimited, you will get paid per page red versus if you take it off of Kindle Unlimited, you are just getting paid for however much that that ebook costs. So, whereas a publisher, that publisher is going to take a cut of that in addition to Amazon taking a cut of it. So, some authors are probably still 
depending on how many books you have, some authors are probably still banking a couple thousand dollars a month, maybe less than that. Some authors are probably making around 800 a month, 500 a month, maybe 200 a month. Some are making close to five to six thousand dollars a month. It just it just depends. That and that's with the publisher. It it really just depends on the story, how that publisher is moving, how they're marketing it, how they're how you're putting your stuff out. It just it really depends on you and that story and how your your team moves if you're going to sign with a publisher. Now with indie authors, everything is it falls on you. You got to go out there and find your reader base. You have to promote it. You have to you have to do every single thing by yourself until you can get to a point where the readers are marketing it for you. I'm at that point now where it's kind of word of mouth and I don't have to I feel like I was at that point then, but I guess it didn't really take off. It didn't really take off until they slapped that new cover. The publisher slapped a new cover on the Carter Boys and said, hey, y'all look at this shiny new story. This is a brand new story and it's not a brand new, but because of the cover change, readers were like, oh my God, this is what I'm used to. You know, Thug City cover themes. You know, I need this cover. I need this story. I have to read it. And it'd be the same exact cover, whereas my covers were probably way a little, a little bit more out there a little maybe sometimes maybe a little too creative for the average reader but i like to stick to the story if my story has a certain character in it that i know is popular i want that character on the cover and i want it to look exactly like how i described them in the book like i don't i feel like the cover is just as much a part of the story as the actual story and the characters so it's all art to me at the end of the day now, as far as being in the bookstores and getting paid, that's because I get paid from that as well. I get paid twice a year from that. I'm going to just say it now. That's some bullshit. That's a, but I, I've already said it uh, in a previous episode about how that works in the reports. And they take account, they take an account of uh, return books. There's like a bunch of weird fees that came out of nowhere, like <clears throat> book club fees, audible feeds, fees, like just a lot of stuff that was not so blatant in the contract before. But sometimes I feel like, and I'm probably not the only one, but I feel like sometimes they, they can make the reports they can, you think, and well, no, this happens. Publishers do this too. Publishers do this. Uh, ebook publishers do this too. They can alter the reports and change the numbers around to where it makes it look like you really not making nothing. So that brings me to my next point, P uploading the book. Now, if you're indie, you will have to open up your own kdp.com account and you will have to sit there and figure out, okay, this is how I'm uploading. They have different categories, different pages. Okay, move on to the first step. What's the title of your book? What's this? What's that? The content, what you know, what genre do you want to put it in? You move on to the next step as far as actually uploading the file. It can be Microsoft Word, it can be Google, you know, it could be <clears throat> it could be anything. Anything, but you want to have it formatted. And Amazon has something to where you can format. They will format the book for you as well. Um, or you can find someone to do it for you. It just dep it really depends on your research. Like I'm really breezing through these facts because a lot of this is just Googleable. 
you can Google this stuff. So my internet is the same as everybody else's. So I'm just going to give y'all like a brief covering of it. So you upload it, you come, you choose your price point. You are the one, you are the sole person behind this account. I do not recommend starting another account if you're starting another pin name because that's how you get your shit shut down. Amazon is going to think you're frauding with multiple accounts, multiple emails and blah, blah, blah. They're going to think, nope, you're trying to scam and get money off of us. If you want to do a different pin name, all of that will still have to be under the same account. It will not show up on it on Amazon as, oh, this is also written. Even though it says it's written by Ebony, it's also under Desiree's account. It won't say that. It, it will never say that. So they would never know. Whereas publishers, you give your you pass your book off to your publisher. The publisher will be the one to open up their account, and they have a list of they probably have a list of authors underneath their uh thing, and they add you to the list, add you up to their you know their thing. They upload it, and it's theirs. It's their responsibility. They can upload it. They can take it down. They can do whatever they want with that story. Once it's up, it's up. You know, you sign the contract. Honestly, I don't know why authors, even the ones that are signed, I don't know why they don't have, they. there's a lot of authors that still do not have an own KDP, don't know how to work it. I'm like, yo, it's 2021. Get you a KDP account and open that shit. You don't have, if you're, even though your contract says, hey, I'm signed to this publisher, I don't need to have to, I don't have to worry about that. I get paid nice. I get paid well. Still, you would want to know how this stuff works because you... Your KDP shows you everything, how you get paid, estimated uh, amount of how much you're probably made. Like it's, it's so useful to just to know, like I know authors that are just now this year trying to figure out how to work KDP and I'm like, and they've been in this game for like years and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like, what are you, what were you doing? Like you just, just pass your book off to somebody else and they upload it. Like, what is that? That's great. It's crazy to me. It's crazy because it's so easy and it's free. It's so, it's so easy to do and it's free. That's why I never, anytime I hear an author say, I don't have a KDP, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you just, you just trust. I don't know. I guess it's all a matter of trusting your publisher. I don't know. I, that just, it floors me every time. So now authors or publishers, they get these reports every month. We get paid around... Uh, for the first time authors, you do not get paid for like 60 days. So you probably don't get paid to the month after the next. Um, you will not, I don't know how, I don't, like I said, I don't know what first time authors signing to a publisher, that check may be small because you have to pay back a lot of stuff that they've done for you, that they quote unquote done for you. As far as marketing, there's probably a marketing fee, a hidden fee behind there. Like, hey, you know, I pay for all this to have your book, you know, your your link shared. I pay for, you know, ad space here, ad space there. I'm pushing your book here and there. Most of the time, not all the time, because I've seen one dope publisher. She had her author's books um, on billboard signs in Times Square. I thought that was really cool. Um Whereas some other publishers, they're just sharing your link on Facebook. Something you can do. Just the difference is they have access to all the readers. Whereas you are just starting out. You you don't even have your foot in the door. Like you probably need that. You probably need that extra cushion. So I definitely recommend 
I definitely recommend if you sign to a publisher, it's never, it's not a bad thing. I, I sound biased because I've indie, I've been indie this whole time and I just, I don't see, you know, but it's definitely a good thing to sign to a publisher. I just would not stay signed to a publisher. Once you get your feet wet, once you get your audience, your, your people, your, your, your fan base, your reader base, that's when I will start to go ahead and make that transition into being independent. So you can learn to do it yourself. You have more creative freedom to do this and do that, you know. But then there are some authors that prefer to stay with a uh, a company. They don't want to have to worry about that. And if that's what you, that's how you are, you don't want to have to worry about all the technicalities. You just want to write your books and get get that check every month. Cool. So every month we get paid around 28, 29. We get reports. We get the email like probably five days before, like probably around... Like, say January. Let's see. I can actually, I can actually look it up right now. I can look it up. We get emails like around. So January. So Thursday, January twenty eighth. It's on a Thursday. We probably get emails about our stuff like on the twenty first or twenty second. So you get an email saying, "Hey." We just deposited or we're going to deposit this amount of X amount of money into your account from US, UK, Canada, whatever countries. It should take about two to five business days or whatever to be shown in your account. So I always get that email like a week before payday. And January's payout, since it's 60, since it's always uh 60 days out. January payout would be from November. So whatever I made in November, I'm getting paid in January. Whatever I make in December, I'm getting paid in February. Whatever I make in January, like I drop Skyfall in January, Skyfall paycheck will be my March check. That'll be my birthday check. So we pretty much know what we get in advance. Pretty, you know, far out. Now, as far as pay, like I said, it depends. There are some authors that are making all kind of crazy money. There are some that are, they're not seeing a difference with them signed to a publisher versus being independent. Some authors are, are signed. They did, they did, they did everything right. Signed to a big time publisher, this and that. They're probably not seeing the money they need to see or they're trying, they want it to see. But like I said, this is not a high paying job. I don't know Who's telling people like, yo, you can make buku amount of money being an author, this and that. I don't know what these articles are lying, but no. My first check, very first book, I think I made like $4 and something cents. I did not, it wasn't a lot. Now, the more books you have, granted, the more books you have, the more money you could possibly make. It, again, it just depends. I luck. I... I'm taking myself out of this equation because I think I just happen to be lucky. I don't know if it has anything to do with uh, just, I don't know. I think, I feel like my situation is different. Everyone always wants to know how'd you da, 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 da. I just think I just happen to be one of the lucky few. There are some authors that just happen to get lucky in situations, whether they're signed or not. So payday. I don't, if you're looking for a high paying job, this is probably not it. If you're looking to quit your job and write full time, again, this is probably not it, not right away. 
it's probably going to take a while. And the market's so flooded now with so many different writers. Like, you will have to feel like you got to bend over backwards just to catch, you know, get these readers' attention. There are, um, I've heard of groups of, I heard of groups, they call them, um, and I don't recommend doing this at all because Amazon will eventually catch it. They have groups, and this is this goes for any genre. I'm, they do this with the white folks, everybody. There are some groups that uh, have what they call click farms, I want to say. And there was one, it was a big time. Oh, God, he... I don't remember the author's name. They have click farms and they have book stuffing scandals or scams where you can just write a bunch of bullshit and have people flip through the pages. You just fill in the book with fluff. And this is for the authors that get paid per page read. Every time a book is, every time a page is swiped on Kindle, we get paid. If you are signed, if you are agreeing to the KDP terms. Now, if you agree to put your book under Kindle Unlimited, that means you cannot upload you can't upload your book anywhere else. You can't do iBooks, Google Books, none of that. It has to strictly stay on Amazon. And if Amazon catches that book on anywhere else, anywhere else, they will shut that shit down too. They will shut you down. So they have the click farms and the book stuffing uh scams, the scams. And I talked about this in my book Paper Dreams. Um they have it to where groups of readers, sometimes authors They'll go and say, hey, just drop this book. Y'all, let's y'all, let's swipe to the end. Read, you know, swipe to the end. Da-da-da-da-da-da. They say it without saying it. Like support, support, you know. Oh God, I wish I knew. It was I think his name was like Carter or something. I don't know. It was a really like this was a few years ago. And he made a nice chunk of change from Amazon from doing this. And they have readers and or other authors, they just go. Take your book, download your book, and they'll swipe it. Swipe, swipe, swipe. This is how you get paid. You can't swipe too fast because that shit may register like, uh-uh, this ain't no one's reading this fast. But there's some that will throw contests that like, hey, swipe to the end of the book for your chance to win this, an Amazon gift card, a TV or car or a brand new house, whatever. All I need you to do is swipe to the end, screenshot it, and let me know you did. This is how they get paid. This is how authors get paid. When you do that, especially when a book comes out, that's that's another way to get you to uh, bestseller. That's another way to get you to bestseller uh, banner on Amazon. And those update every hour. So if you catch it right when a book drops and your book is like, everyone's downloading, everyone's swiping, boom, bestseller. Whether they're reading it or not, it doesn't matter. So this is what people do. Whether you're indie or not, this is what a lot of authors do. A lot of authors do. I remember I was freaking out because I had put the link of the new cafeteria in the back of Nirvana or Samsara. And I remember here, I remember seeing readers just like, I'm just going to swipe to the end so I can get to that link. I'm like, y'all don't do that. Don't cause y'all are going to trigger, like actually read the story. Y'all are going to trigger or trip something up. I didn't want Amazon to think I was on that scam and shit. Like y'all got to chill. Y'all have to chill. They were just, they skipped the entire book. Swipe, 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 swipe all the way to the end just to click on that link to get into the new Facebook group. And I was sick. I had to go and pull it out, pull the link out of the book because I'm like, y'all, y'all fucking it up. Y'all are going to fuck up the algorithm. I don't need Amazon thinking, hey, they're going to send you an email. Hey, we've seen some, some scamming shit on your books. We're decide, we're going to decide to go ahead and shut your, lock your, lock down your account until otherwise. 
So I don't, I didn't need that. I didn't need all that. Like, no, just actually read the story. Like, for real. Like, y'all got to chill. So that's ways to get paid, too. Now, if you do stuff like that, you do it consistently for years, you can make, you can make a lot of money. You can easily make six figures. Easily, easily make six figures in a month. In a month, maybe two months. I, and this is coming from an author. I, this is coming from an author that has made probably the most I've made right under 50,000 in a month. And I remember getting that call from a, a publisher like, oh, yo, we just hit six figures. Well, I'm not going to see that shit. I'm not going to see it. Y'all talking about we made six figures from the cardboard. I'm not going to see any of it. Like I was, oh, I was salty because I'm like, it's the same damn story. Y'all just put a, y'all just smack the new cover on it and bam. But that's how readers are. They, publishers, they do know readers. They know the game. The good publishers, they know how it is. They know how it goes. Um, so yeah, for those click farms and stuff like that, I recommend do not, please do not go that route. I know it sounds tempting. I know the checks are probably good, but they eventually Amazon will catch up to that. Please do not, do not open a second account. Do not do any click farming shit. Don't do any book stuffing where you just putting a bunch of shit in the book and just have people swiping through. Do not do it. It is not worth it. I promise you it's not worth it. It ain't worth it. I mean, unless you don't, unless, you know, you really just in it for the money, then I mean, go ahead and ball out, do what you got to do. But for those that actually want to write, tell stories and make money, just don't go that route. Please don't go that route. All right. So I'm going to pick up with the next episode to finish, kind of talk about the rest of this publishing game. Um, hopefully, I, if I can come up with some more questions and topics to talk about, I'll be in there. But I guess the next episode would be marketing, how to get the readers, how to how to form your brand, your your fan base, your this, your that, versus being indie versus being a pub, you know, being a published author under a publisher. So that would be the next episode because this episodes already too long for my taste. So over and out, you guys.